This is Shane Warne. Make sure you plough on. Still plumbing, CC. Plough on, guys. Take too much. We didn't win the link by accident. We did that by design. It was very much planned. I just try to get it in the right spot, really, and see what happens. He said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, ball near bouncer. We went for six. So. <laughs> this, this club is beyond cricket. Plough's Bridge is the greatest club in the world. Hello and welcome to the Thanks for Coming podcast. I'm Liam and on the other end of the line, we've got Matt Bolshaw, the other half of one of the greatest fast bowling partnerships in cricketing history. Matt. Hello, mate. Hello. hello. How are you? Are you all right? Very well. How good is it to be back out there? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. As always, good to get a lot of cricket in. We've had a lot going on in the last two weeks. We've had six games, we've got six games to talk about. Sundays are absolutely booming, two sides out on each Sunday. Saturdays are going well. We're ticking off milestones, both personal and team-wise, left, right and centre. We're full of highs at the moment. We've still obviously got a few lows, but to be honest, they just turn out to be pretty funny these days. And the spirit in the club at the moment is absolutely insane and it's incredible to be back out there. How do you think it's all going? It's fabulous, especially when in the context of some of the challenges we've faced, it, it's just brilliant to see the club in, in such a good place. The energy is through the roof and people are contributing left, right and centre on and off the cricket field. And, and it's just a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, it's so good that you've even just used the word fabulous, which I don't think I've ever heard you say ever in your life <laughs> but if you looked back to sort of April May and you thought about this time now did you ever see us playing this much cricket and this good a quality of cricket well no and no firstly I wasn't even sure if we were going to get any cricket in at all this season after the, the early developments and then to answer the second part of that question I was pretty convinced that after not having much practice and all the rest of it we'd all be useless by the, by the time we did get back out there. Well, that's turned out not to be the case. It's been a busy couple of weeks and we started this period at Ottershaw in what can best be described as the pouring rain. Have you ever played in anything any wetter than that? No. I've, I grew up in the southwest. That's one of the wettest parts of the country and I've never played in a cricket game that came anything close to as wet as that, to be honest. Yeah, big thanks to Ottershaw who clearly appreciated the fact that we traveled an absolute age in order to get there because it is miles away and you know they didn't let the rain put them off they let us tear up their pitch a little bit and we managed to get 32 overs aside in the end I think at one point it started raining just after drinks in the first innings and we just decided to carry on no one really wanted to go off I think it was all credit to them for uh, for putting the game on really brilliant effort from them and, and a competitive game, as always, against Ottershaw, our rivals and friends. Yes. Division One old rivals came up with us, but fast becoming one of our favourite teams to play against. I definitely think that's the case. And as always, they put a good team out and they put a decent total on board, I think. Yeah, competitive. I mean, in the yeah 190 out of 32 overs, which is definitely um, a good score. But I think we actually bowled very well. It doesn't sound like we did, but... We bowled and fielded very well. It was a very quick outfield despite the rain. Wickets shared round. Chris Silverpool, a man who loves to play in the rain. It got to two wickets. No surprises there. Loves it when it's wet. And then all the rest of them shared round. Me, you, Hicko, Barrows, Trent. Trent got a big wicket. Yeah, Trent got the big wicket of D. And yeah, had he not got that wicket at that point, could 
possibly have gone another way that game. I did have a question for you about our bowling innings. It was uh, yes. both of us taken off after four overs, which, you know, given the lineup and the circumstance, I think it's a fair decision. And then there was a certain point in the game where up the hill, into the wind, into the rain, big batsmen coming to the crease. Basically, one of us had to come back on, on and bowl. And there are two ways of interpreting you choosing me to do that. I could have saw that maybe as like uh, you looking to your senior bowler to try and uh, get the breakthrough in that moment. The second way of interpreting that is that uh, you didn't fancy it yourself. Rather have a few overs at the tail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are two ways of interpreting it. But I think the way that you should definitely take that is that I fancied big bowler in a big occasion and I did not want to let you anywhere near what could be described as the death overs because it just wouldn't be worth it. Ottershaw, always a good bowling side as well. Talk us through the batting. Yeah, uh, Ottershaw, very decent bowling side. Maybe he was short of one or two. The skipper said they were short of a couple of bowlers at the start of the game, but um, it was all a bit irrelevant. Matt Hickson, Steve Brito looked in imperious form. Brito edging ever closer to a big milestone. And eventually, I think Hicko hit one up in the air, but Paul Hines came in and absolutely destroyed the rest of the bowling. Both, I think, Hicko was 70-odd, Brito with 80-odd, and, and Paul Hines with a cheeky 30-odd, not out at the end. After what was a pretty eventful day for him as well. So um, nice to see Paul keep his hand clean and get some runs on the board. Yeah, a very eventful day for him in more ways than one. A day which may well result in, in him ending up with the nickname, The Bear. But what a start to the season he's had. Phenomenal. Yeah, plenty of runs. Big up the bear. This is Dilip Fernando from Ottershaw CC. I would like to thank uh, Plowman CC, first of all, for letting me do this little podcast. I'd like to thank Plowman CC for playing that game, actually, because it was a really bad weather-affected game where both teams did get nearly 60 overs away. So it was a really good team effort by both of us. So yeah, thank you all for playing that game. Would like to thank especially for Steve Brito to playing that amazing innings of his. That's the innings I've probably seen best him play. Great, better luck next time, mate. Thank you all. Two Sunday sides out again. First of the two, a return for those of us who've, who've been at the club a little bit longer to West London, the Actonians, where we used to walk up and have a beer quite often after our games at Gunnersbury and what a treat to have club legends Tom Lonnan and Matt Ridgway opening the bowling back on our former stomping ground Ashish Paul bowling first change how did they go yeah the the boys went well I think this is one of the beauties about this club at the moment we've got so many new guys coming in all really good all really good cricket all really good blokes but we've still got absolute stalwarts like those three rocking up on a Sunday absolutely destroying teams keeping Actonians to below 140 Ashley's Paul as always three wickets class act not many runs Tom Parrish also chipping in one of these guys who's coming in the last few years another three wickets Tom Parrish is definitely like our Mr Versatile he like bats keeps fields bowls like outrageous leg spin I don't think anyone else at the club is that versatile is there anything he can't do? Um, not really. I mean, he was wearing trainers in the wettest game of the season at Ottershaw. Maybe he can't buy spikes, but other than that, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, black trainers as well. <laughs> That's one for the committee to deal with. I'm not getting involved in whether black trainers are acceptable or not. Um. <laughs> what was the final? What was the? Um... What was the final total? Uh, we chased down one three something or other really easily. Two wickets down. 
people just didn't get out this weekend. Hexer got his first 50 for the club. New recruit this year. Lovely blend of old and new going on over at Actonians. Uh, and then Barras and Tom Parrish both ended up not out uh, after a little cameo from Paddy. So, wins a win. Another one chalked off and the boys absolutely dispatched Actonians. Beautiful. Plan and CC, job done. This is Matt Ridgway. Good afternoon, everybody. Liam approached me the other day and asked me to um, say something. It's absolutely amazing seeing all of the uh, WhatsApp notifications coming in from a huge, frankly, a huge playing membership. Those uh, involved in the games on the day and also those who aren't playing like myself today. It's, it's really good that everyone's kept abreast of things and also that we're very competitive and that the spirit in the club is so good and that it seems to be getting better and better and better. It's um, it's fantastic. What Liam wanted me to do is to to mention Tom uh, and and how it was how how good it was to bowl with Tom again, uh, Tom Longman. It it's brilliant. It's 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 weird actually. It's not really changed much. He still looks the same sort of bowler I remember from four or five years ago, but going back nearly twenty years. Same action, same nip off the seam, same control, but. Really, it's it's everything, everything I could have hoped for coming back to play in the club. It's 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 very welcoming. The the spirits there, and 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 that spirit of ploughman, is 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 clearly very strong. And I'm very 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 pleased and very proud about it. Anyway, hope that's enough, Liam. I'm gonna make my dinner. Bye. So our other fixture that weekend on that Sunday, we went down to Byfleet usual fixture every year we play against these guys always one that people look forward to nice little track from memory um how did we get on this time around oh uh, we got on really well it was uh it was a brilliant day out everything you want from a, a sunday fixture covid inspired marquee set up on the on the sideline for the away team so it had a bit of a festival feel to it we managed to get a few cheeky pints in before uh, the game started which is always good. Opposition walked past us and said, oh, nice on you. Oh, you've got a few beers in. Brilliant. Are you guys batting first today? No, no, we're fielding. Pints before fielding, obviously. You know, uh, what else would you want? Um, I think first things first, we'll, we'll cover the obvious. But apparently something big happened in this game. Yeah, something very big happened in this game. Steve Brito, club legend, top run scorer of all time hit 17 runs required to take him to a career total of 10,000 runs for Plowmans. It's a lot of runs. It's so many runs. And I mean, it's not ju- it doesn't just show that like you can bat. It shows that you can bat for one, a long period of time within a game itself. And two, like that is what, that's like 20 years almost of dedication. 400 and odd games for the plow. That's a serious commitment to double headers. So no one will ever get near that. He's he's an all-time great. Congratulations, Steve O. Well done, mate. Batted Brito. There we go. Yeah. Little round of applause for Steve. Um, but it wasn't all about him, and we didn't even bat first. So tell me, tell me what happened first innings after a couple of early beers. Bowled pretty tidy. Um, everyone bowled tight. The opposition didn't take any unnecessary risks, so we didn't get them all out in the end. 
but they ended up with a total which was probably quite a lot smaller than than what it what it could have been if we hadn't bowled and, and fielded so well. How did how did Ovens do in the field? He was skipper Ovens was for the great day. skipper. Yeah, did really well. Um, everyone bowled well. Nabanja bowled really tight. Silver second game in a row bowled an excellent spell. Picked up a couple. Tom Lane got his first wicket for the club. Nice. Always good to see the new boys getting involved. Um, Silver's bowling all right at the moment, though. Very good. Very, very good. It's like he's realised he's going back to Oz and that he needs, needs to do something positive. He's thinking about his legacy. <laughs> Silver's always been about the legacy. Always getting people to sign photos. He was always going to finish strong. That's just the guy he is. Yeah, and he loves playing in the rain. Both of those games were raining. <laughs> that was just Silver's weekend of playing in the puddles. Silver's got a couple. Tom Lane's got his first wicket for the club. Then, obviously, Brito has led the run chase. He's got his 17 to get him over the 10,000 mark. What happened next? They just went on to just blitz it. Um, Brito put his foot on the gas, smashed his way to... 88 or so, not out. Iskander looking very classic at the other end. Um, yeah, just cruised it home, basically. Iskander's second 50 in two weeks. And some of the others were pretty uh, <laughs> a bit disappointed that as the game went on that it didn't look like anyone else was going to get a bat that day. Which when yeah, chasing I mean, 170-odd is quite good going. Yeah. Any jugs? Plenty of jugs. Tom Lane, first jug for the first wicket for the club. Iskander for two fifties in two weeks. And we made good use of the rain intervals as well in the little marquee. And we, we stuck around for a couple after as well with, with the opposition who were very nice. Little running race as well for those who are on the, uh, the WhatsApp group between, between two of the new recruits, Max and Iskander. Great effort there. What distance? 5k, 10k? Did you just send them off into the rain? Well, it was one side of the boundary to the other. Okay, that makes more sense. And, yeah, I mean, Iskander clearly won <laughs> on ground speed. <laughs> that makes it sound like the max flew. Well, no, but there, there was another consideration on the day. It wasn't purely ground speed. The second consideration was um, commitment. But I think that's less quantifiable in a race. <laughs> Yeah, they don't normally say at the Olympics that commitment is key. It's normally just about the time. And Tom Lane came in at the end, hit an unbelievable-looking cover drive for four off the first ball he faced, little cameo of about ten, and just walked off and was like, I've got no idea why it took you so long. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, I like that. Brito, after hitting a six onto the pavilion roof at one point, Tried to engineer 100 with the few remaining runs and, and ended up getting out on 88. But perhaps really unbelievable weekend for him. And nice. plenty more to come, no doubt. Yeah. And Iskander looks remarkably like him when batting as well, I think, as well. Got like a little protege there. Father and son kind of scenario. I've noticed lots of similarities between their batting. Thankfully, I haven't noticed any similarities between their chat. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone will consider that a huge positive. Hey Plowers, um, Steve Brito here. Been asked to say a few words by um, 
the uh, epic fast bowling partnership that is Bolsh and Gray um, regarding the last couple of weeks. So uh, a couple of weekends ago, got to my 10,000, which was really, really good. Uh, hoping to get there last year, but uh, a bit of rain and a bit of poor form at the end of the season probably uh, stopped me getting there. But it was super nice to get there with a decent score at Byfleet. Played for the plough a long time. Um, probably the best vibe it's ever been. Uh, that doesn't mean it's never been bad, but the, 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 the vibe at the moment, the players, uh, like the friendships and stuff like that is uh, truly special. Um, it's just a pleasure playing. I think everyone's looking forward to the weekend. So many people are coming to watch just because it's a fun place to be. Win, lose or draw, but we're winning a lot of games, so there's not a lot of losing, but it's just the belief that we can get over the line at every moment. Obviously, it's been a bit of a shit year with the virus and stuff, but the fact that you know we're putting two sides out on a Sunday, uh, a number of like competitive sides out on a Saturday, very, very competitive sides every time we play. Um, comes down to a couple of men really that have kind of changed the the kind of not changed the ethos but made it a really happy place to play and that's no other than Simon Carson and Robert Cox who have been absolutely instrumental in uh, putting this club where it is and it's a pleasure to play with them and for them so yeah it's uh, it's been a super year uh, it's going to continue to be a super year and we're going to continue winning games of cricket so just uh, wanted to say thank you to everyone and uh, plough on. On to the following weekend. Premier League opposition friendly, Ballam and Tooting, uh, who we hosted at DSG. And going into the game, the Tisato regime is two from two. Yeah, the Tisato regime is two from two, or was two from two. We're now two from three. Ballam and Tooting were a very good side when they eventually got there. Very chilled out from them. <laughs> but yeah. 40 overs aside, uh, unfortunately, we came came out of it the wrong way, but not all doom and gloom. I actually think we played pretty well. Gave a few wickets away quite cheaply with the bat, but all in all, you know, pitch deteriorated a bit, and you know it was good fun. I think they were a good good group of boys. I'm looking forward to playing them next year. Good good cricketing side and good fun to have around. Definitely, and very relaxed as you say off the field, but really intense on the field as well. Played yeah, within, very excitable. You know, the rules and, and all of that, but didn't cross any lines, but played with real intensity in the field. And I think that probably had an impact on the result at, at the end of it, as well as the, the pitch. Yeah, I definitely think they showed us how to bat as well. I mean, we bowled really, really well. Puff, class ever. We started really well. Yeah. Tom Lonnon, three wickets in four overs at the death. Like always, as always, really, really good from Tom. But they showed us like how to be patient, I think. And... I think we could have learned from that. We came, what, like 30, 40 runs short in the end with the bat. But, you know, it got a bit tougher later on and maybe a bit more patience than we'd have got there. But, you know, all in all, can't fault anyone's effort. And Surrey got a couple more runs again. Hicko looked really good until he got one that, like, lifted off the pitch. And, you know, if things, things go slightly differently, you know, we might have got a different result. But, you know, we're two from three. We go, we go again next week. Yeah, definitely. Lon and the pick of the bowlers, I reckon, probably. Um, yeah, three three for not many at all. Bowled really, really well. Us to have done all right. What are they? Forty five for four when we after sixteen when we finished or something. Yeah, like forty five for four and silver again. Even though it wasn't raining, silver bowled really well. Lots of pace and carry. So definitely some positive signs going into next week. I reckon. On the Sunday, a fine looking Plowman's eleven headed to Morden, captained by skipper Paulie Hines with three gumpets in the opposition. Fred. Ben and our new recruit Max. It was always going to be a tough game, 
and it's so far away that we've started many times there with eight, nine or, or, or 10 players over the years, which might explain why they agreed a one o'clock start time with us, but they told their own team that the match wouldn't start till 1.30. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just uh, a problem that you get when you play in a different time zone and it is that far south. You're going to have a bit of miscommunication. People will be late. There's no real excuse for it. But, you know, people always get caught out because it's just really far. So how did we get on? Yeah, the boys did good. Uh, Skipper Paul Hines led from the front. We batted first. And to be honest, yeah, Paul, Paulie did the damage. A few of the boys, Surrey got another 20-odd, Hector got another 20-odd. But Paul Hines, the skipper, was the mainstay. Uh, first ton for the season for the plough. Another one for, for Paul to add to his long long list. But yeah, it sounds like that the Paul absolutely dominated before getting caught uh, for 106, which, you know, in a 40-over game, that's just never a bad, bad feat to get a ton. I've done it once before, but I was bowling. Never done it with a bat, obviously. First ton of the season for the plan? Yeah, plan, Plowman's first ton this year. Brito's gone close. Oh, Hick, well, Matt Hickston got one in the club game, but doesn't count really, does it? Stats don't count. Stats don't count. So, yeah, first first one that goes on the stats page. So, well done, Paulie. Total of 231. Total. Was it enough? Yeah, well, things were always going to go our way, I felt. Like you mentioned before, there's the three Gumperts playing for Morden, one of which is our new recruit, Max Gumpert, Agent Gumpert, who uh, who did a great job, got himself 70-odd, looked like he was really trying, but in the end, just couldn't get him over the line. Absolutely classic work from the secret agent. Didn't let him get close, but made it look good. Congratulations on the completion of your assignment. <laughs> good bowling performances. I mean, one that stands out, the warden of Morden, Niraj Taylor. Been there before. He's got Max Gumpert before. Nearly had him again. Had Max Gumpert dropped on the boundary. I don't like to use the phrase because I think it's quite degrading to the batsman. But Niraj has definitely got himself a bunny there. And then has only gone and added another Gumpert to the list. He's bagged himself a second Gumpert. And now he's got Max and Fred in his pocket. So Niraj, pick of the bowlers, other than Hector, who actually took four wickets. So he's probably the pick of the bowlers. Yeah, great to see Hector chipping in with the bat and the ball as well. Another tidy bowling performance from Matt Hopper. I understand as well. Yeah, Matt Hopper's one of those. He looks like he's really sharp, actually. I've seen him down at Nets and he does hit a nice length and sort of bangs it in a bit, looking very quick and uh, another good spell from him by all accounts. Yeah, the, the boys down in Morden did well. They look really good. One by 27 runs in the end, so nice and comfortable. Chris Silverpool with yet another two wickets. Chris Silverpool's becoming the new queen, Queen Latufa. You just can't stop him from taking two wickets. Okay, so final game of the weekend against Clapham in. Welcome to the Cruise Boys. Uh, Liam, you played in this game. What the hell happened? Well, basically, we got off to a slow start on an incredibly tricky pitch. Uh, Lonnon's still at the crease. The last big wicket recognised batsman. And the score was uh, six down for 24. At that point... We didn't get a look at the win predictor. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would have been in our favour. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it updates in real time. But yeah, you can imagine that the Wasp isn't favourable when you're 24 for six in a 40 over game. No. And very few could have turned that game around in the way that Tom did. Mindset, mentality from the captain's point of view. And, and getting everyone to buy into that and believe that we could still get something from that game. And just the brilliance of the batting 
it's one it's one of the standout innings I've ever seen at the Plough because in the context of the pitch and everything else that was going on around him, the runs that were scored by us and the runs that were scored by the Oppo, he's hit an incredible eighty. He scored. What did they get? He must have scored nearly half of the runs, just under half of the runs between both teams. Can't be far off. The, the innings were so measured as well because it took himself a long time to get in, didn't take risks at the beginning, waited for the right bowlers, took the risks at the right time. This was like approaching like a Ben Stokes-esque innings. I was just about to ask that. Is Tom London our Ben Stokes? It, it really was. It really was incredible. And the belief that he instilled in us at the halftime as well to go out and, and defend that was was brilliant as well and I think everyone on the day really took that on as well um, fielded hard and just the chat in the field and the energy in the field was sublime yeah you can see that there's that that video of the fielding floating around on the chat and you can just tell from it that like the energy and the buzz in the field is just like so good it's electric and you can tell yeah, you can tell when, when Brito hits the stumps, like after the original stop by Ollie and then the stop by Keogh to stop the overthrows and then to get the run out, you, the, the energy was like, it was amazing. It looked oh, so good. Yeah, the bowling was really good as well. Archie on debut for the club, first wicket, looks like he could be a very handy player. Yeah, uh, ended up with three. Tom with the ball again. Two wickets for five runs off eight overs. Just killed it in the middle with Bees. Great to see Ed Beasy back out there. First game of the season. Angriest um, man in the world. Love to see it. And Yarny did really well behind the stumps. On a, on, on a minefield of a pitch. Took three caught behinds, I think, by the end of it. Nice. He's getting a few shout-outs recently. Some good glove work from him. Yeah, and honourable mentions to um, Joe Hawkins. In the field for 80 overs, double-heading over the weekend. Spent a long, long time on the boundary. Held a really good catch at the end. Chris Lilford was everywhere. Under the helmet, not under the helmet. Diving left, diving right. Ollie Lonsdale, phenomenal. Um, involved in, in the legendary run-out. And Keo, who pretty much set the bar with his energies chat and his ferocious fielding throughout. Good. I like ferocious fielding. That should be like an aim. Everyone at the clubs have ferocious fielding. Anyway, another win. Plough. So in this two-week period, Plough have gone five from six. So that is not bad at all. Not a bad return. And, and, and that's one of all-time great comebacks. Like to come from yeah. 24 for six to go on and win that game. Win that game by 50 runs. Like, that think... doesn't happen often. Tom Lonnon, at 24 for six, what was going through your mind? Uh, the overriding sense of embarrassment, actually, I think, was, was what was going through my mind. I, you know, we all play cricket to win, um, and winning is great, and we all lose, you know, and, and losing happens. It's part of sport. Um, but when you have your pants pulled down, um, I, I really hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. Um, and uh, I just didn't want to be embarrassed. And I was like, right, I've got to dig in here. 
And certainly the, um, <laughs> the inspirational talk you gave me when I arrived at the crease definitely got me concentrating a good 30% more than I, <laughs> than I might have had you not. Um, I, could see, I could see it in your face, uh, you know, literally. Those, I mean, you came, to, you strode to the crease. Uh, and at that, in that situation, when you're the, when you're the, the batsman that's, that's there and waiting for someone to join you, you know, you can kind of get that look on people's face. It's either fear, um, excitement. Um, yours was quite blank, actually. I couldn't quite read you. couldn't quite work out what you, you were thinking. So I just sort of took over and said, look, Liam, I, I don't like being embarrassed, okay? This is getting embarrassing. Um, we need to do something about this. And actually, the expression on your face changed completely at that point. It was kind of about as serious as I've ever seen you. Uh, and there was a kind of just a, a firm nod, like, yeah, got it, boss. I know what you're talking about. At what point did you believe we had a genuine chance of winning the game? Uh halfway I think uh, I mean Steve-O jokingly said we've got too many here lads um, and he was only half joking because that wicket was absolutely bloody atrocious uh, although it did flatten out for their innings um, you know at 24 for 6 I thought Christ if we can get to 75 then you know that's something to bowl at and then it was like well we'll get to 100 even better so to get to 124 or whatever we got in the end I, I was absolutely delighted and I think you know it really swayed the um, the pendulum our, our, our way. You know, all the momentum was with them for the for the first quarter of the match, and then all of a sudden we just wrestled it back. And after being bowled out for eighty odd on that same pitch the day before, when we've got to one hundred and twenty, we're obviously yeah we know we know we're in with a shout. Um, so, in your opinion, what was the key factor in turning the game around? In turning the game around, uh, the key factor was, as I've said often. And, and a lot, um, is when you're in those kind of situations, you just got to fight because you never know what's going to happen. So I think the key factor was, was the fight shown by the tail and myself um, in getting us up to something semi-respectable. Um, so, you know, you, you've got to have that grit, you know, and actually we have it in abundance actually in this club now. And it's great you know, to be in such an absolutely abysmal situation as 24 for six. Um, to be bowled out two balls short of 40 on 124 shows what, what fight and determination we've got. And I think that's the key factor. You know, never give up, lads. Just fight and fight and fight and you never know where it'll take you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think we really took that onto the field as well. I think that probably, we stuck with that for the remainder of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think we, 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 knew that, um, we knew that we'd given ourselves something to bowl at and, and that just automatically lifts your spirits. And, and as we... we, we quick huddle before the start before their opening batsman came out I said guys just fight for everything just fight for everything and you never know when they get and even then they, when they got off to a good start we never gave up and you know the bowlers really stepped up and the fielders backed them up and it was um, it was absolutely sublime in the end yes or no is that the single biggest fight back you've ever been involved in uh, I think in terms of eventual winning margin yes it probably is and it was certainly one of the most satisfactory. Uh, I mean, I remember there was a famous tour game many, many years ago where we looked down and out and then Leon Parks took an absolute scream at the catch, in inverted commas, uh, at Sirencester. Uh, that swung a game back our way that we eventually won. But that was close. Uh, there was one in Hayes Way, a league game, Nico Dow was captain. And we got we back like twats and got bowled out for uh, 79 or something and then bowled them out for 77. Uh, with Nick Ridgway taking the winning catch off 
off me, I think it was. Um, so that was a great comeback, but it was close. This was an amazing comeback in as much as we were right down in the depths of despair, you know, staring um, an absolutely shocking embarrassment in the face um, to then come back and actually, in the end, obliterate them. Um, that was probably the greatest comeback, by certainly by winning margin. For you personally, how easy is cricket? <laughs> uh, cricket is not easy at all. Um, uh, it's, I've always maintained that there have been much more talented cricketers than me at, at this club, and there always will be much more talented cricketers than me at this club. Um, with me, it's an attitude thing. It's about making the most of what I've got, knowing my game inside out. And I think when you know your game, you know, I've played nearly 400 games now, coming up to 400 um, for the club. When you know your game that well, it sort of is easy because I know what I can do and I know what I can't do. So I don't try and do the things that I can't do. I'm 44 years old. Yeah, you can learn a few new things here and there. But uh, when you know your game as well as I do, it, it can come easy. But then I have days like Saturday where, you know, where it was hard. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts, mate. Big weekend for Steve Brito, final question, who you introduced to the club. He's a fantastic cricketer, and that is a phenomenal achievement, which we have already covered in the pod. But you can't really like him as a bloke. <laughs> um, that's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. I love Stephen Brito. I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, he, he has many faults, but we all have many faults, Liam. Um, but he loves this cricket club uh, and he's more than earned his stripes. And, and uh, that's a fantastic achievement. 10,000 runs. Stop making it off. The 10,000 runs is is absolutely magnificent achievement. Tom, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I'll catch you on the field again soon. Cheers, Grace. It's been a pleasure. We've got two Who Said It's for you this week. The first one, Who Said It? It's actually pheasant. <laughs> yeah, so what was eating pheasant? You know, things have really stepped up a gear without DSG providing teas. Um, and then the next one is... If I walk into a bank with Shane Warne and Michael Vaughan, they just give me the money. <laughs> give us a quick oversight of the, uh, the debuts from the last two weeks. Yeah, debut list this week, much shorter than last week. Uh, Mohamed Khan... Played his first game away at Actonians, picked himself up a wicket on debut. Well done him. And the other one, Archie, with the big three wickets. Archie Fids at home against Clapham in three wickets in the big game. Well done both. Welcome to the club. Welcome aboard. Sledge of the week this week goes to Alex Hickson, the original Hickson, the OG, who asked Brito if he'd filmed the post-match interview after Brito scoring 88 not out and carrying his bat to win the game. What have we got coming up? <laughs> Next couple of weeks is big. We've got six games again, three each weekend. Uh, five out of six are at home. Get yourselves to DSG. You will not miss out. That's got jugs written all over it. Yeah, definitely. Saturday and Sunday, a lot of jugs probably. Still, guys, you need to take first wicket, hit first runs. You know, it will be jugs galore. One of those games at home is the return of Spencer. Spencer, we played a couple of years ago. They went up to Div 1, but there's not enough teams around at the moment, so we're actually playing them in a couple of weeks' time. Always a big grudge match. We need to beat them. Definitely got to beat them. Get yourselves down, support the boys. 
We've had a couple of spicy games against them in the past as well. And uh, this Saturday, we've got, again, a new challenge in Beck Old Boys. Beck Old Boys. Tooting Beck, I assume. So Beck Old Boys, and that's a new challenge for us. That's Premier League opposition friendly. Yeah, that's Premier League. And then there's also a new game coming up on Sunday against I Don't Like Cricket Club. Thoughts? Yeah, no comment. Yeah, they, they might absolutely stuff us, and then we'll think it's a great name. Yeah, we might. <laughs> anyway, that's what's coming up in the next few weeks. So we will do this again in two weeks' time. If you want a shout-out, make sure you score some runs. Yeah, or get some wickets. Or say something funny. I'm playing one of these weekends. You're playing the other. Neither of us are yeah. playing both. So we'll reconvene in, in two weeks and compare notes. Yeah, sounds good. All right, to everyone who's tuned in, thanks for coming. Cheers. This is Shane Warne. Make sure you plough on. Do plough and CC. Plough on, guys. It's taking too much. Yeah, we didn't win the link by accident. We did that by design. It was very much planned. I just try to get it in the right spot, really, and see what happens. He said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, bowl me bouncer. We spent for six. So. <laughs> this, this club is beyond cricket. Plough's cricket is the greatest club in the world. Oh!